Magazines and Monsters, Minisode 3, Captain America and the Falcon, number 137, from 1971. Hey everybody, uh, Billy D, aka Doc Strange, back with another mini-sode. Um, in honor of my buddy Grant and his Sentinel of Liberty podcast, I'm going to take a quick look at a recent purchase, Captain America and the Falcon 137 from 1971, to stock a Spider-Man. Um, it's one of the fairly early issues of Cap and Falcon as partners. Um, and the reason I was going to do this episode is because Grant's uh, podcast about Cap is on a little bit of a hiatus right now um, for some, uh, you know, real life stuff going on. So might be a little bit before he gets another one out there. So I just want to throw something out there for Captain America to, uh, you know, have it out there and uh, get some good Cap material out there because we all know we could use more of that. Um, okay, so... First off, this cover. Uh, it's a really, really awesome cover. Um, you can really see, you know, Marvel was going for, um, you know, their straight up like star power. It was, you know, Cap and the Falcon and then Spider-Man in the background looming. Uh, very, very, very cool cover. Um, you can't go wrong when you have a cover done by uh, Sal Buscema in the Bronze Age. He did so much work for Marvel, and this cover is one of the best I think he's ever done. You know, it's fairly simplistic, but it's just very, very good. Uh, the interiors, uh, we get the story by Stan Lee, and then we get artwork by my favorite penciler of all time, Gene Colan, and then one of the legends of the comic book industry from the golden age all the way up to the bronze age till he passed away uh inking was uh, bill everett the creator of submariner so yeah that's a pretty solid creative team right there for any age okay so i'll do a little quick synopsis here and then uh what you know what i thought about the story we see cap and falcon coming to the surface after a battle with the mole man uh, as the two best friends part ways, Falcon spots Spidey swinging through the city. He thinks that if he can stop Spidey, because, you know, J. Jonah's constantly telling people he's a menace, he'll have proved himself to Cap, even though he really doesn't have to, but he still feels he needs to. Um, as he's following Spidey, he spots some muggers uh, trying to accost uh, someone in the city. So he stops them and has Red Wing follow Spider-Man. Well, he tries to catch up, but he's a little bit behind Red Wing. And in the meantime, Spider-Man goes back to his apartment with Harry Osborn. So Red Wing follows back to the apartment. In the time it takes Falcon to catch up, though, Spidey since leaves the apartment and Harry's there by himself. Well, Falcon comes in and mistakes uh, Harry for Spider-Man. He thinks that's his secret identity because, you know, Red Wing's not going to make a mistake. <laughs> so he grabs Harry um, and he's carrying him off after he roughs him up a little bit to take him to the police. Well, then we see Peter sees Falcon dragging Harry off 
quickly switches into his Spider-Man costume, and then uh, the two have a brief fight. And Spidey, being the more experienced fighter, uh, comes out on top. You know, as he'd been in the superheroing business for quite a few years at that point, and Falcon was fairly new. But uh, as Falcon is recovering, Cap shows up, but he's upset about the altercation and kind of tells Cap off a little bit and the two part ways. Um, so, okay, my thoughts on the issue. Um, it's a really good issue. You know, it's nothing uh, earth shattering or, uh, you know, not a point in anyone's uh, comic book uh, history that you can look 10, 15, 20 years down the road and say, oh, wow, that stems from that, you know, issue right there. But it does a really good job of character building and it shows you that you know they have a complex relationship uh, Cap and the Falcon and it was you know pretty early on at this point but also that they both you know were very very much you know going to be very good friends and you could see the you know the uh, the basis for that here where, you know, they're not best friends yet, but it's they're starting to get there. You know, every relationship goes through some tumultuous time. So um, this is a, no different. Um, so, yeah, if you can grab this issue, I don't know if it's on Marvel Unlimited or Comixology or not, but definitely check this one out because, you know, Captain America for a long time was, you know, pretty much just the, the war... Captain America or involved with Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D. and then he did have some adventures with the Avengers you know some superhero action but uh, I feel like the character really came into his own when he became partners with the Falcon and the two of them you know started to you know fight everything from street level crime to the Red Skull and all that stuff too. It was, you know, sometimes they were small stories, sometimes they were huge stories, but those two guys together formed a bond. And I definitely think, you know, there's a lot of social relevance there for the time. Um, and kudos to Marvel for doing that because, uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of that in comics back then. It's, you know, everybody that's a fan of that era knows. So, uh, great job there. And, uh, you know, I guess we have Lee to uh, thank for that. So, okay, I'm going to take a quick break, and then I'll be right back. All right, everybody, thanks for listening to this uh, quick little mini-sode. I appreciate everybody that downloads. Uh, if you want to send any kind of feedback, uh, you can catch me on Twitter at BillyD underscore Licious uh, under the name Doc Strange. And then also give uh, Grant a, um, a follow on Twitter as well. He's at StormChaser2162. And my buddy Herman at Dark Longbox as well. He and I will have another Into the Weird podcast episode coming out very soon about War Doctor Strange from the Bronze Age. So look forward to that. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Catch you later. <laughs>